Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And today our very special guest is none other than Jen Brister. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Yes. Hello, Jen Brister. How are you? I'm good. I'm very, very happy to be here because I've been... I've basically, let's be honest, been harassing you to get on your podcast and you've been very busy with touring and yes. Edinburgh and touring and touring. Yeah. And but- so I'm super happy to be here. But circumstances of being here are not what I expected. Well, let's just lay it out on the table. So, Paint a picture with your words, Ellie Gibson. So we're in my lounge, as is pretty standard for a podcast recording. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there's, no, there's no one else in my... It's the middle of the day, kids are at school, husband's at work. And um, the doorknob was kept falling off the door last mm-hmm. week. So, so I'm going to blame him. My husband took it out of the door and put it in a safe place. And then, all right, I'll take some responsibility. Uh, but, you know, when we came in here just 10 minutes ago, I thought, I'll shut the door, make it cosy, forgetting that would lock the door and thus lock all three of us in the room. Yes. Yeah. We are locked in Ellie's living room. We can't get out. And there's a vague sense before I arrived that I needed the toilet. And then as soon as you know you can't use the toilet, there's a sense of urgency, isn't there? Where you go, yeah. what if I piss myself? But we've already established that there's somewhere I can go. I've yeah. offered you Joe's red fireman bucket. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll be none the worse. How I, because I, famously I can, Helen will tell you, I can piss anywhere. Can you, are you, could you, could you piss in front of us in a red fireman's bucket if it came to it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sadly, I could. That is that sort of thing. That's how Britain won two world wars. Yeah. It's that kind of attitude. Jen. Yeah. And that's the kind of attitude we all need post-Brexit. So... <laughs> We're just playing it out. Listen, I mean, I know we haven't gone through yet, but we're already pissing in buckets in yeah. our living rooms. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm it's like the fire it. festival. Um, yeah. It's gone. It's gone rogue. Everything. Everything is not what you were promised. No. This is, <laughs> I mean, and also you have plied me with tea, so yeah. I don't know what I don't know what this is all about. But fine, oh. I'll accept it was an accident. It is. Yeah. So we are. To be clear, we are locked in the front room. We don't have any food. Um, probably might be some raisins under the sofa. I saw I saw a chocolate Easter egg. Oh no! Wait, there's chocolate Easter egg, and also there's the pork scratchings advent calendar. Pete bought me for Christmas. I haven't opened properly yet. So got, oh, oh, Christmas is saved. Panic is over. <laughs> We've got a pork scratching in there. Well, I can't wait to crack into that. <laughs> we don't need to go anywhere. We no. can just we you know we just stay here and pretend Brexit's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Helen was like, we can get Deliveroo out the window. I was like, she's thinking of everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
had kids, you know, we don't need yeah, anymore. We don't we need to go any go. further. Do we? our life dreams. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, all of our lives are over. So <laughs> yeah, what's fine. the point of continuing? Yeah. So we did obviously what any grown woman would do in a difficult situation and called my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, he can't help us in the walk. <laughs> So then we called Inga, the lovely Inga who looks after my children. I don't remember saying in the job description, um, also you might have to come around my house in the middle of the day. And Jimmy the lock. And yeah, let a a comedian out of my lounge. But here we are. That's it. Life throws up unexpected I think we're all coping with it very well. Yes. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you need to weigh right now, Jen? I think I'm just at a 5, actually. Five. Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. good. So, so, so I'm very... I feel certain that um, my pelvic floor can hold on a little bit longer. Yeah, I was going to say, having given birth twice, I'd say 5 is, is a general state for me now. Like, yeah, I mean, I... I yeah, exactly. I mean, I having never given birth, I'm probably... I mean, I would like to say my pelvic floor is probably stronger than yours, but I don't I don't, I, I don't think it is. I sneeze and things happen. So um, God only knows what would have happened if I'd actually had a child bearing down on my well you know bobs. perhaps you'd probably so be pissing in that bucket already let's just say <laughs> let's that. be honest it could have been a different day probably a nappy it'd been a very different day <laughs> oh yes a nappy we don't well no we don't have no, one of those don't have any of those Inga's got nappies though because she's got Alfie who's like one she could put it through the window I'll message her to bring yeah. some nappies just yeah but case. would that take an adult wee or would that just because kids wee is not so much is it yeah. well well it, it is a common uh, thing that we ask our audience at our, has anyone weed in a nappy and there's and, always one yeah at least one always does it. in what situation so often when like the baby's sleep in the car and right. they don't want to wake the baby up like if they're on the motorway and they're stuck in traffic we've had if they're mm. at a service station which I was like why not just go into the service station or she didn't want to wake the baby up and do that right. we did have a lady in Twickenham because um, we would say you know who's, who's weeding a nappy and she put her hand up and I still yes and, and how many nappies did you need because as you say they yeah. don't always, one doesn't always hold and she said oh I did a shit so you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's. I mean. I. I. I pre- that ca- honesty is. I. Pre- I. What do you do with that? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> we is. said. Well, we denied for that. I mean, but but thank you for sharing. But it. seriously, just... if you've got to go, then why yeah. not go in the nappy? Um. Uh. Famous poet Holly Holly McNish said she once did that. She was locked in a room and she had to do shit in a nappy. Did she do it? Was it a nappy or a carrier bag? Can't remember, I can't remember, now. but again, either way, it's a strong image, isn't it? Is, it, it is, it is a image. strong image, yeah. And yeah. also, work. at least with a carrier bag, you can tie that bad boy up. But yeah. anyway, double yeah. bag it. I mean, I, I feel, feel like <laughs> we've got really off topic. Pissed, really. <laughs> I like the way this podcast has started, and I'm glad that we've started. We've peaked quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. quite early on, <laughs> yeah. so I feel like we can go anywhere. From no, here. the peak is going to be about 38 minutes. With the the peak's going to be the sound of you pissing in the. <laughs> Be... I can see the bucket from here, actually. Oh, and yeah. If anything, it's it's uh, it's not helping. We will draw the curtains, um, so at least give me some privacy. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> now, come on. Who are you, Jen Brister? Introduce oh, yourself. I am a stand-up comedian, and I what else? To, I don't know what else to say. I'm a stand-up, and I've been doing comedy for many, many years. And um, uh, you may have seen me on... I've only been... I've done a bit of telly. You might have seen me do a tiny, weeny bit of television, but probably you've heard me on a podcast or you've seen me live if you've heard of me at all. And you've done a book. Oh, yes, and a book, sorry. And She's a an author, author, an actual author. A real-life human author, and I've written a book, yes. So any one, of the, any one of those things means that you might know who I am, or otherwise you'll be like, I don't know who she is, Google me. All right? Yeah. And watch her fucking... Um, how many times have you been on Live at the Apollo? Just the once. It is so good. It is so funny and so brilliant. I especially do like when you're talking about your mother 
pronouncing your brother's name. But do you know what? That bit of material, I you it, <laughs> I, I find it it's so strange when you when you write comedy and you think this is the joke that I love and no one loves it. And the joke that's kind of like something you improvised on stage once suddenly becomes the thing that everybody loves, that thing that you do with your mum. And it's basically me doing an impersonation of my mum pronouncing my brother's name. And I'm like, guys, come on, we've all... We're all better than this, aren't we? We're all all better than an accent. What is your brother's name? Esteban. (laughs) Esteban. Esteban. Um, Steve Davis, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. Esteban. So the joke is that my mum can't pronounce my brother's name. Um, And uh, people, I don't know, yeah, that joke is... It makes me wet my pants. I can't even you say it now. I mean, basically, I'm laughing at foreigners. That's what I'm saying. That's it. People love a foreign accent. Because she's Spanish, your mum. My mum's Spanish, yeah. Why did she choose Stephen? And Jen's not a particularly Spanish name, or is it actually Juan? (laughs) It's Juan, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Juan (laughs) Bristol. Great to have you on the show. Juan! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I feel shaved, so people don't always get that. But um, I I think my mum did it because my dad is very racist and uh, <laughs> didn't like any Spanish names. And was like, well, they they grow up, they're grown up in the UK, so they they ought to have a British. This is the accent I'm going to give my father. They got they all have a British name. So we've all got this very. He's sort secretly of, from Colombia, but let's yeah, not talk about that now. Yeah, he is. Um, so we've all got these sort of Englishish names, I suppose, and uh, which is like so. My, I am quite a little bit beige. I do look a little bit foreign, less so now, less so in the winter. But in the summer, I remember when I was really young and I went to go for an interview for some crap temp job, you know, for like Office Angels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're not actually interviewing for a job; you're just interviewing to be on Office Angels books. Mm. So and if I, you can sort of put two words together and... Yeah, I mean, like, it on, takes yeah. very little. And then I, the guy was about, I don't know, you know when someone's a manager, but they're about 11? And I was like, had a, the suit was too big. Everything about him was like, I, I, yeah. I feel very little authority uh, exuding from your, emanating from your bones. And he said to me, oh, he looked at me and then he looked at my CV and went, oh, you're a little bit browner than your name suggests. And I, <laughs> Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that wasn't... I mean, I suppose that was ages. It was about 20 years ago. But I was like... Even at the time, I was like, do we... Are we saying that sort of... Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have words to reply to that. It's yeah. extraordinary. I said, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's my name. Yeah. So, are you saying that to the white people? Like, what? I what is going What's on? What's going on? I was expecting, uh, expecting something... <laughs> It's a bit different. <laughs> he sounds brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. probably a CEO, the company. Of, uh, yeah. probably a CEO of uh, ICI now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I'm now more, I'm trying to do a little bit more writing and uh, trying to get off the circuit, I think, because mm. I've been on the circuit as a comedian for so many years. Mm. So many, many years. And as I get older, and now that I've got kids, I've got kids, you say, then that means I want to be away less. You'd think I'd want to be away more, wouldn't you? No, it's funny you actually end up liking your children. It's a I weird know, thing. It's so and weird. And when they get older, because, you know, yours are five now, they're quite, they're quite nice to chat to and hang out with. And you do feel sorry for them when they're like, please come home, mummy. And you're like, I oh, know. well. And like, why are you going away again? I'm like, oh, it's, it's trying hard to explain to you my job, but I have been doing this for longer than you've been alive. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so is it last year and last year's Edinburgh show you're doing your yeah. job at the moment? Because, um, so this is this is how funny it is. We we did a double bill with you in Brighton. Um, so you did your show and then we did our show. And obviously we loved your show. We laughed very hard. My dad, who's our roadie, was there. <clears throat> he laughed harder at your show. <laughs> 
That's because he's seen your then, show. No, then he's ever laughed I've never at seen him laugh like that before. The man was literally stamping <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> he was, what was the bit that, it was a bit about William Hague or the Tories or Toby Young. Toby Young. Toby Young. Toby Young. Oh my Young. God. There's a, there's a bit I do taking the piss out of Toby Young, and I it think he appreciated so... that. I thought he was going to die. Yeah, honestly. we did. We thought we was having some kind of attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Jim is a you know he's a man of seventy, and he has been a comedian and an actor for fifty years, and you know he's seen a lot. But he loved your show, oh, yeah, as did lovely. we. But we didn't have some kind of aneurysm as a result of it. But God, we did walk away going, she's really good. Like, <laughs> like really clever jokes yeah. and, and as we all know if, a co- if another comedian laughs at your jokes that's like triple points I was going to yeah. say that is triple points if a comedian sniggers at anything that you do you're yeah. like flipping it that's wow. staying in because <laughs> mostly it's like most with, mostly when you see comedians at your gigs they've got like the face like an Easter Island head haven't they just like <laughs> literally no movement and then they'll come up to you at the end and go that was brilliant I loved it it was like well telly face um, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> So you've got five, five year is it wait, it's twins, isn't it? Yeah, twin yeah. boys, they're twin, five, five. Yeah. I've got a five-year-old boy as well. And I think that I do think they've turned a little corner. Well, mine's turned a little corner. Once they can like do things like actually get into a car themselves. Like there's less picking up, isn't there? There's yeah, less yeah. picking up, but you but they're young enough that you can still bribe them with like biscuits. Lies. Oh, biscuits, and yeah. li- biscuits and lies. Biscuits, biscuits and lies. And lies. Yeah. Whereas yeah, my yeah. eight-year-old, you know He's wily now. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's not even into match attacks anymore. I'm fucked. Match attacks was the currency to make him do things. What's, what's match attacks? Oh, it's like football cards. Uh, it's like panini right. stickers yeah, from the yeah, old yeah. times, except they're not even stickers and there's they're no just album. Cards. So they're just fucking... You don't get chewing gum in the packets like with Cabbage Patch cards. I don't understand these cards. They've got these Star Wars cards. They're like, collect the cards. And I'm like, but which... What do you do with the cards once you've got the cards? You just keep them in a pile with an elastic band around them? Yeah. They're sort of like Top Trumps. They have got stats on them. You can oh, play right. an incredibly dull version of Top Trumps, but obviously it always ends up that Top someone Trumps. gets, you know, Ronaldo, and then someone else gets... Harry uh, Kane or you someone. Know, well, not even Harry Kane, like, you know, Colin so-and-so from Winchester FC who yeah, can't literally. Can kick a ball yeah. and obviously they're going to win you yeah. know? I've got literally no idea what you're talking about I <laughs> kind of know who Ronaldo is but that's about it what are your kids into what's their Star Wars Oh. Well, one of them's really into Star Wars. He loves. It's very, you know, and you know, they're twins, but obviously it was IVF, so they're they're fraternal, so they're they're they're, they're not identical. They're very very different. So um, not from the same egg. No. <laughs> so there's not an egg that splits. Two separate embryos, and one of them is really into all boy things. So like, if you gave him something pink, he'd be like, "I'm not having that. It's pink." But like you, literally, anything vaguely girly, he freaks out. And the other one is like really into like superheroes, but only if they're girls. And he really likes things like just imagination and and dressing up. Like one of his favourite outfits is a ladybird, where he puts a ladybird skirt on his bottom, but a ladybird skirt on his top. We had to buy two ladybird outfits, and he gets he's got his like wand and he loves he just he's got a princess dress. He loves getting dressed up. Mainly he likes just getting dressed up as a superhero or as a princess. But they sort well, of obviously you'll be putting a stop to that. Oh, I'm not <laughs> having any of that. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Only the normals allowed in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Only butch lezers in our house. No. <laughs> A lot of flat shoes. A lot of flat shoes. <laughs> Good God, man. Put the makeup away. Um, yeah, so they're very different, but they get on. They're really, they they re- and they love playing together, and, and uh, but they're just into different stuff, but it's somehow it kind of works because they can bring the both of the things that they love together and mm. they seem to be able to play. Yeah. So it's... I'm so grateful for the fact that they play because I know friends of ours who've got like one kid 
you know, they still have to sit down and play with their children fucking all the time. tedious. And, oh, my fucking God. And also, you can't play with them. Because, mm. like, the second I'm like, oh, so Spider-Man, what's he doing? Is he the... No, Spider-Man doesn't do that. Does, okay, well, yeah. maybe Thor is walking over it. Thor can't walk. He's got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... I haven't seen fuck? that film. That's <laughs> like, fuck me. Why am I even here? They just want... I think yeah, they yeah. just like you to sta- sit next to them while they play. So... They play together and then I can have a cup of coffee and just, you know, ignore oh, them. That's just a the dr- dream. That is a dream. I mean, the yeah. first three years of their lives was hell, but now it's great. So we so- haven't had too many twin mums on before. So that's good because like, we've all had single child and that was hard enough. But you had like two boys. At the, the same, get, yeah. As the first yeah. attempt at parenthood. Yeah, I, I, because we obviously we don't know any different. So, uh, you know, it was very difficult, but... We've had nothing to compare it to. You know, mm. people that have a child and then they have a second kid and it's twins. I mean, I don't know how those people cope. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's tough. That's... And our two didn't... We had a, twins, but t- two babies that didn't fucking sleep. So that was really tough. So we had... I think it was really two and a half years before any of them... Before they both started to sleep through the night. Mm. And then when they got to three, then they stopped sleeping again. So Great. we were just like, you people need to leave now. Yes. Uh, right, I expect you're practising a lot of contraception. I mean, we could stop oh, Honestly. <laughs> I've got... It's, it's all in one latex. <laughs> Actually, I just sort of wrapped cling film around my entire body. And, uh, and, uh, but fortunately, she hasn't wanted to touch me for three years, so it's fine. Oh, great, um, yeah. Sounds lovely. Well, that's what happens, isn't it? You have children, you're like, I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then when you get to the point where you think, well, we could have sex now, couldn't we? And you just think, but it'd take too long to have a bacon sandwich. And you're like, yeah, that's, I'm happy with that. It's, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be over quicker. Yeah. Uh, and, well, the yeah. thing is, when it's with two women, it's never over quicker. It just uh, goes on and on and on and on. Oh, like on. a Brookside omnibus. Yes. <laughs> you think, oh, oh dear God. God, is it not enough that one of us is... Anyway. <laughs> You're painting a great I'm You're painting, painting a great picture. Advertiser Too yeah. much information. <laughs> and you, as you said, your wife was the one who did the, the birthing. Was yeah. That, was that an easy decision to decide she would be the, the pregnant one? <laughs> yeah. The tummy mummy. Yeah, well, the conversation was very much like, do you want them? Well, I've not really bothered about getting pregnant. Okay, I'll do it. I'd be jealous if you got pregnant. Fine, great. So, <laughs> so it was quite relatively easy. And, and um, I, I, I don't think I was bothered. And I mean, I know it's a, it's quite, a, I suppose, a primal biological urge to want to be pregnant, isn't it? Mm. Which I just didn't have. And I think we're quite lucky that I, uh, I wanted to have children... And I wanted to ra- I want to raise children, but I wasn't um, fussed about being pregnant. Mm. And because I'd got to that point where I was in my late thirties, so I thought I didn't. Oh God, I didn't physically feel like I wanted to do it at that point. That's something that I think if I had been in my early thirties or late twenties, I'd have been like, yeah, sure, let's. If you can't, I'll definitely give it a go. But I was like, please. Please let this work, because I don't want to have to try. Um, so, I, I don't know, but it was more for me that I, I guess, if you, I think go, being pregnant and giving birth is hard enough when that is something that you really want, and it's something that you've, you, you're 100% sure of. But if, if it's like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, then I think yeah. that's going to make it harder. You just want the baby. I just want it to be like Argos. I want to just put the Argos in. The- yeah. I'll that- wait around for a few minutes. <laughs> And then just yeah. Yeah. it's quite hard filling in that form without your glasses, and I've done it. So <laughs> I, I feel like I should. Shop do, yes, tiny, yeah. tiny I feel pencils. like I should be rewarded with a child. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's um, reasonable. No, it's but, but good. I was lucky because Chloe was happy. She yeah. was like she wanted to be pregnant. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. It's a mucky I business. Just, I just don't think women are given enough anything, really. I, I, I just, like, the whole thing of our what women have to do to have children... I just think there needs to be more, more like, did you yeah. get a medal or some sort of... I, I felt like we need some kind of fanfare at the end, because it, it was a big thing, like, giving birth, carrying it, and then, and all the breastfeeding and all the other... Yeah, and like... The repair, some, the repair of your body. Repairing your body, some sort of, I don't know, holiday, or mm. maybe your partner could, I don't know, just hold you aloft down the street and yeah. celebrate you, or... Yeah. I mean, mm. I'm not saying I did that, I did none of those things, but I feel like maybe I should have, I don't know... Or, I, Exchange of labour, literally. So, like, quite often I'll be like, oh, can you take the bins out? And people will be like, oh, you, you haven't taken it. And I'll be like, I, I gave birth twice. So yeah, so that's, that's yeah, it that's forever. It. So I like to say, that's a debt you can never repay. <laughs> he loves it when I say that. And, but to be fair, um, uh, you are correct. Well, I mean... Is it working? Uh, he, take, he takes a lot of bins out. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't taken the bins out for about four years, so yeah. Oh, okay, fine, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. At least you're getting something back for it. Yeah. Um, but so that decision was sort of easy, but then you write in your book about how choosing sperm from a sperm donor is harder than choosing what to watch on Netflix and that's as a tricky. couple. And that's <laughs> impossible. That's I mean, nobody not. can... I mean, like, I we've spent evenings just looking at what to choose and then going, mm. well, that was a lovely evening. Good night, yeah. then. And we've chosen nothing. Yeah, the, sp- the choosing the sperm thing. Wow, what a wormhole that turned. So again, out. do you get like an Argos catalogue? Is yeah. it like it's like the Bowdoin catalogue? Just people of like men yeah. walking down the uh, beach. Did you accidentally order a kettle at one Men walking down the beach. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just athletic models that just you go pointing at things. Ah, him, please. He says yeah. to an IQ of two hundred and what? Yes, please. And then you realise it's cheaper on Amazon. Is it like uh, that? Yeah, it's cheaper on Amazon. And fingers crossed, they'll have two eyes um <laughs> it's 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 a uh, so so every um uh it's you can do it so you can do it in so many different ways okay so there's the european sperm bank which i suppose is the largest international sperm bank and they that sounds like they only take sperm from europe but they don't they seem to take it from fucking everywhere um and uh you get so much more information okay so if you the reason why we chose that sperm bank is because the amount of information given to you means that you're like, I think I'm getting a better idea of who this person is. Mm-hmm. But you can search under almost anything. What is the thing that you would like for your children? Oh, I want them to be tall. Not a murderer. Not, yeah. a, not a psychopath. That? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure, you can kind of do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> with hobbies. Yeah. Not a racist. Can you search? I'm, I'm just going with negative things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, like, personal, these are all the things that you're never going to know. Doesn't you're wear red trousers. You're never going like... to know if he likes chinos and wears boat right. shoes with no socks. You'll never know that. But <laughs> Does it show, like, their political views and things like no, that? No. So what you get is... But, but, but what you do get is you'll get, like, an interview with them. So you can oh, hear right. them talking and then you can kind of figure out if they seem like quite a cool guy or a bit of a douche. So, um... And, and they'll give you loads of information like their height, their weight, if they've got thin hair, lots of hair, curly hair, straight hair, long hair, short hair. It's like, guess eyes. who? Yeah, it is. It's like, it is literally I don't like Eric. Who. Yeah. I don't want that one with the beard and no moustache. That's weird. Does he wear glasses? So it is a bit like that. And then you're left with Claire and you're like, how do we end up with Claire? Always Claire. It's always Claire. It's because we said we wanted someone who wears a hat. Damn it. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, it is quite tricky to pick, but you do get there eventually. And then uh, inevitably, once you've picked, you're like, it kind of a little bit of you is like, wow, this guy, I don't care. Because yeah. you've spent such a long time, you're like, okay, let's watch fucking the, Cr- the Crown Series 4 again. Whatever. You're like, oh, you just don't buy a house where you're like, oh, well, right, the garden's a bit shit. Oh, it's a bit further yes. from the station than we thought, but fuck it. It's At yeah, the beginning, like, you're like, I want him to be, um, you know, socially conscious. I want him to have, he's got to be tall. He's got to have a swarthy. His skin. He must really love animals. He must have a high IQ. And you're like, has he got what colour is brown hair? All right, fine, we'll do that. You know? <laughs> it, it, you, you, you quickly, you settle quicker than you expect. Mm. But ultimately, um, the thing that we kind of were very clear about is that one of some information you do get is sort of physical health so you can yeah. find out about certain things like is there cancer in the family or is there a history of dementia or alzheimer's and you can see that because they have to declare all of that and then you can kind of go okay so all of the women in his family have got breast cancer so maybe we'll swerve that or all of the grandparents have got dementia so we'll maybe i mean you can't ultimately you can't mm. but we try to to have to make that that was the biggest priority was I guess health and then I was quite keen on IQ Chloe was really keen on how attractive he was so we kind of just went for a sort of a hunchback with um, my size and his parents lived to be 170 yeah his parents were really old and we're, we're happy with that excellent yeah so yeah, but you never know what you're going to get, do you? That's no, no, and that's it. And also, it kind of doesn't matter. Absolutely. When you find out, uh, you know, when you have your children, often you find out things about your own partner that you didn't know before. Like there's like a hidden, locked away personality <laughs> that you didn't know that they were going to be like that at four a.m. Really cunty. Yeah. <laughs> and just what a bit a like joy. a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so there's, yeah, that parenthood does unlock secret bits of your personality I think that you would not uh, you know all just in times of stress like if you're locked in someone's front room yeah. um, so <laughs> how, how are we Jen on the scale of 1 to 10 where are we now um, well I've, I've probably moved on to 5.5 okay. uh, okay. these oh, days so I'm still okay you're still right. Right. yeah 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 because yeah. I left that tea yeah. oh, if I had finished that tea we would have been on about 7 or 8 by now alright yeah, yeah. okay well but, and also it's kind of psychological you've distracted me but now you've mentioned it again oh no oh, oh, oh I've alerted a... the downstairs uh oh the downstairs has been alerted <laughs> Just let me know if I need to empty the bucket. <laughs> That's fine, no problem. Uh, so how was the how was the birth? Did you stay at the head end? Because I would be a bit like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want it, because I've got one of those, I don't know if I want to see what happens to it. Or you um, like, no, let's get stuck in. Well, it was caesarean, so right. it was, because they were both breech. And I don't know if there's uh, other, other twin parents, mums were listening to, the, I don't know what their experience was, but ours was very much the doctors were just did not want Chloe to give birth, naturally. Like they were very clear. They were like, um, well, obviously, if they're both head down, you can. But we would, we, you know, we would prefer it if you, you know, we would recommend a cesarean. And Chloe was like, well, if they're both head down, I'm going to go, going to go for it. And they were like, well, we still think, you know, you should consider a cesarean. And Chloe was like, well, we'll just wait and see what happens. And they, I mean, they were banging on about cesareans from the get go. And as it turned out, they were both breech and stayed breech for the entire. Um, uh, pregnancy actually so we that choice was taken away from us they were like there's no way we're going to allow that to... I mean if we had really pushed for it yeah mm. they would but they kept on saying well if you want a dead baby sure go for it you know they were like oh, you know, yeah. they, yeah, they, they were like you know they were very sort of you are putting your child's 
and and your 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 life in risk if you do this. So we were like, fine, 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 fine. So we went for cesarean, and frankly, for me, I was like, give a fuck, yeah, let's whip him out, yeah. and then uh, it's all fine and dandy. Um, and it kind of, I've realised that um, I'm probably not very good in stressful situations that involve Chloe uh, having her body cut open, but. Um, <laughs> um, should to know this now it's, I mean it was good to know once I saw them kind of cutting her open I was like oh. so did you see the actual you didn't... yeah I saw it all oh. well I was didn't they put the little blue curtain over they, you didn't they do but I you, you peered look, over I kept I don't want to look I was looking yeah mm. and part of me was like absolutely fascinated <coughs> by it and the other part of me was like this is the woman I love and I'm watching her body be cut open and it was kind of weird and mm. so I was like borderline I was like borderline always on tears yeah. like oh, this is too emotional and borderline like what is, what's going on here you know there's a bit like of like watching a Channel 5 documentary yeah. I was like half in a Channel 5 documentary <laughs> half in I love my, I love you darling and they're cutting you open um and then when they, but when they pulled out um my fir- you know our first boy uh, when Luca was pulled out then my brain just blew up then oh. I was like I don't know what to uh, this mm. is insane mm. like in a good way like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like no, in a, totally, this, this like, is it yeah. this is it like there's an act that's we're a human it. being and also because they yeah. don't really look human they're like and this is your son <laughs> you know um, he looks like an alien and you're um, like, I knew we should have gone with that giraffe but <laughs> I told you I told you oh god it's fine this hunchback looks great um <laughs> He he, because they're all covered in scum and and they look weird and and because he wasn't pushed out through the birth canal, a lot of that scum goes, was, mm. doesn't it? When they're born naturally, and when, yeah. they, when they come out cesarean, they're just it's very slimy. They're like covered in this stuff. So, um, but the the whole the whole birth was was uh, for me was uh, overwhelming. But had it been a natural birth, I. Maybe maybe I would have dealt with that a bit better because it obviously it takes a lot longer and I could have done the I'm with you here I'm with mm. but um, it's quite immediate isn't it So did Chloe go in at like at a scheduled time You're like you will yeah. become parents at two o five on a Wednesday Yes mm. Yes that's exactly it So yeah. we 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 knew we went So and that is a bizarre thing to go to bed and then to know that Chloe was going to have a cesarean at mm. nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, on the 25th of uh, September 2014 and on the 24th of September we went to bed going okay so we're gonna have twins this time tomorrow and that's yeah that's what we're doing okay good night at least we know what they look like (laughs) (laughs) did you do because you can do those apps where you like mold two faces together you could have got Chloe's face and the sperm man's face we don't know what he looks like Oh, oh, so you didn't see a photo? Oh, right, you don't get a photo, no. No, no, you never know, they're anonymous. Right. So you get oh. all the information apart from what they look like. Oh, oh so you don't get the man, walk, like, from the Bowdoin catalogue walking down no, the beach. No, you don't. Well, you just get stats. You get a baby photo of them. Do they know oh. that they're, they're... Yeah, they'll be informed. They'll wow. like, so this young chap who, who donated his sperm will know that he has two... Uh, sons somewhere in the UK. Wow. Yeah. Or two w- children. He might not even know their sons. If they want to contact him, is he's that a thing? open to it. Yeah. So wow. we. So again, that's another option that you mm. can that you can choose under is the donor that is open to being contacted. And and that and you know, there's a quite a big percentage of donors, understandably, who are like, I'm just donating and I don't really want to be contacted. And so then you will shut off quite a, a quite a big chunk of people. But yeah. we were like. You know, 
we kind of want, I, I didn't we didn't feel like we could make that decision for our children to go listen this whole side of your you know genetics we're not going to make sure it's impossible for you to find out any information about it yeah so at, at least if they want to when they become you know when they're 16 17 whatever if they decide they want to contact the donor he's open to it mm. but that would bother you do you think or do you think it's no. a bit early to I, d- I don't think so i think before the children were born thinking about it i was like oh fuck that guy um, but now... <laughs> or, or don't <laughs> yeah, obviously exactly. in your case. Don't. But now I'm no, I'm like, well, who is he? He's just he he's the donor, and I'm you know they're they're my children, so I I don't have that insecurity that I thought I would have before before my children arrived. But now I don't because Mm. you know that, and also and and I know that they'll be like if they meet him, and if they meet him, and by some freak thing they have like a they do develop a a, a relationship. It'll be a completely different relationship anyway. So Mm. it'll be a separate thing, and and I you know, and if it works out and that happens, I would welcome that Mm. because it wouldn't detract from my relationship with them. It's a different start point, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you 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 raised them. You're them. Done three years of no sleep. Yeah, exactly. He's done. He just did a little thing in a jar. Yeah, he just in a petri dish. So. um so yeah, I, I don't have those insecurities, but I, you know, I think I would have had we had a donor who was always present. Mm. You know, because then it's like you're the father, you're the mother. Who the fuck am I? So that's why it was really important to me. And maybe that would have been fine. I don't know, but certainly at the point where we were deciding about wanting children, I said to Chloe, "Could we please have an anonymous donor?" Just because I, it's really important to me. And she was like, "Yeah, fine. That's mm. that's totally cool." And also, who are we gonna? It is ask. a really, it's a big thing. It's I've, a big thing to ask somebody. Because I've got friends, lesbian friends who've asked a male friend and I've got a couple of um, gay male friends who have donated and um, it, it's 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 not easy from what I've heard from um, both sides because they've decided at the beginning what it's going to be like but then things change of course. And, the, and expectations and how much they want to be involved. But also um, like the male donor's male partner and how he feels about not being involved in that and all that so, so I, yeah I've just from friends it just like I can understand why you've chosen that part yeah it, it's you know you, you it's a it's a life it's a it's a and it's it, another set of grandparents yeah 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 and all those sort of well things, you know so. like mm. you know because I've got a friend of mine and he's donated his sperm and he's the father but they live in New York so he goes to New York three or four times a year to see his son and then his parents want to have contact with mm their grandson but they've already got two lots he's already got two lots of grandparents because his pair you know he's mm. got two mums and I you know and they, they they make it work and it's fine but for me I'm like that is too much for me yeah to come to you know I just I really enjoy our unit and being together and having that you know being that close mm. and I don't think I would want to share my children now I wouldn't want to share them with anyone else, which you yeah. don't think you'd have to if you had a donor that was around. Mm. So I'm, I'm glad that we did what we did, basically. Yeah. yeah. It, has it sort of worked out like you thought it it would? In what way? In terms of, like, has is being a mum kind of what you expected it to be? Has your and Chloe's relationship kind of been what you expected it to be? Yeah. I mean, oh God, I don't know. That's kind of blimey. Do you know what? You'd think I'd have been asked that before, but I Thanks, haven't. Dr Phil. You're very welcome. <laughs> oh. Flicking hell, Ellie. Um, <laughs> it's got 
I really do. Just sometimes <laughs> accidentally do a bit of journalism. <laughs> just by accident, do a bit of the old journalism there. Oh, oh, hell, oh. Sorry, mate. It just comes out of me. I can't stop it. Yeah, it's a bit I'm going to need that fireman's bucket if this carries on. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I, I think... Um, does anyone know what it's going to be like? Because you have an idea, don't you? No. And then it happens, and it's not that. Mm. But... It, it, but in other ways, it is that. So I, in some ways, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I had no illusions. I knew it was going to be hard. I don't think I knew how hard it was going to be. I don't think I understood what sleep deprivation really was until I was neck deep in it three years in. Um, and there's lots of things that I didn't think... I, I didn't think I was going to be as patient as I am because I'm a very impatient, uh, usually confrontational, quite aggressive woman. And I... <laughs> that that would really come out when I had children and I, I, that was the main concern that I would be like oh, I am fucking kids but I'm so patient with them and I very rarely lose my temper and that has been a real surprise for me so I was not expecting I didn't even know that I had that personality I didn't even right. know that was in my locker I, yeah, I, that was that's new to me. Um, it's like a game you've unlocked a, a secret have level. You know, yeah. have you, this is my theory, which you may disagree with, but <laughs> I think you're biologically programmed to love them so that um, uh, you don't lose your shit with them all the time. Because if you didn't have this overpowering, yeah, love, mm. you would. If if a normal person behaved like your children behave, you'd fucking, you'd fucking stab them. Oh, yeah, so it's like I lost know, my shit at the very least, night. you'd be like, yeah. I'm not. I don't want you in my life. I can't yeah. deal with this bullshit. So there must be something. I think that's that you're programmed to not kick them out in the nest, right? To override that the oh, yeah. love is stronger than the, the yeah. Rage. Mm. I mean, I like. <laughs> It's tricky because I don't have any sort of genetic connection to my children. Then I suppose you, I don't know, because somebody said to me, well, it's blood, isn't it? And I was like, well, it's not for us, for me, isn't it? Mm. I've got no blood um, connection to my children. But um, I guess the, the, you'll still have that. If, you've, if you are a person that's decided that once children, your children are born, then I guess you are biologically, that, irrespective of that, that um genetics you are still biologically programmed to love them in a way yeah. i guess yeah you know because and also because they that you see them at the point of when they're born so they're immediately like oh you're mine and mm. even if you don't immediately feel that connection which i imagine a lot of dads are the same they're like oh, well I it was a blob i didn't know what to do with it you eventually that bond just happens because you, you you immediately your immediate feeling is to protect them and then you eventually will just fall in love with them and I yeah. think you know it's the same if you're an adopt if you adopt your children and they're like three four or five mm. your initial initially when you have your children you'll be like right I'm just gonna might I just need to protect you and I'm gonna yeah. look after you and might and I'm gonna care for you and then you know within six months a year two years you're like I'll die for you you know that's just what happens when you fall in love with your children um mm. so it just so so that I, I i i don't know so so there was big parts of it that i was like this is exactly what i expected but other bits i was like this is a horror show <laughs> uh, um, did you find out the sex before you you guys had the babies like did you did you were you aiming for twins or was it was that just a, oh, a lovely gift the twins thing, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> did you what? had you watched a lot of that film with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, and you're like, that's what I'm, that's I what we want. That's what we want. A big one, a little fat I one. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think we were just real, just idiots. I mean, we. 
basically had on our second round of IVF, we got blastocyst embryos, which is what is the dream. Okay, so if, if a blastocyst embryo is an embryo that's divided and split uh, a bit more than a maybe like it's, it's split several times, so it means that it's 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 developed more. So it's like two weeks of growth. It's of made a start. It's, it's made a it's start. Yeah. It's on its yeah. way. So it's like a really healthy embryo, and embryologists are like um. If you get a blastocyst, like you're going to get pregnant, mate. Don't don't you worry about a thing. So we had put a blastocyst in, and it hadn't worked. And it, anyway, it turned out it was something to do with Chloe's immune system was attacking the embryos. So she went on steroids. It was all fine. And then we got to the point where you stick them up, and they say, "How many do you want to stick in?" Now you can only stick one, but at okay. the time you could stick two. Okay. Um, it wasn't that long ago. You could stick twelve up there if you wanted to. Um, and they. Oh. Uh oh! Wait a minute! Hang on! Never mind sticking things up there. What about letting things out there? Inga's here! Let us out! Let us out! Save us! Hello, you all right? (laughs) She's thrilled, listener. Sorry, find the knob in the other room. There's a there's a sense of I can hear a sort of sense of resignation in Inga's tone. It's like like, it's it's like the 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 world's in. Should we have a little wee break? Yeah, yeah Jen, let's. Shall we? I mean, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not hold it. No, don't touch me, Ellie. This is our feet. No. Oh, Inga, thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry about that. Should we leave that in the room? I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna gaffer tape the. Door. <laughs> oh no! Oh, the door's going now. Now the door's going. Oh great. <laughs> What delivery have we got now? What's a chair? What's a chair? I love. Is this just coming out? Yeah. That's almost like. How did that happen? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Literally, if you'd come like 15 minutes early, mate, we could not oh, help you. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at. I better have a wig. Don't worry, I've got children. They're fucking anyway. I've got five myself. Oh my god, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Five children! Yeah, What's the matter with you? Well, so oh, you no. Why did you have five children? Uh, I wanted girls, right? Right. <laughs> and I had three boys first. But then you had a girl, why did you have another one? Because oh. he liked that one so much, he thought, let's have another one. There why you not? go, that's why it. Not? She's got twins. She's got so. twins. Yeah, oh, but yeah. that, boys, oh, boys. You don't like having babies often then, because it's always two that pops out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Thank oh, you so much. Have a nice day. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, sorry. What the hell were we talking about? So just to update you, we had to pause the recording there. So um, the good news is Inga arrived. She's let us out of our prison. Mm. You don't have to piss in a red bucket. I'm quite disappointed, to be honest with you. I mean, I I can still... You can still manufacture that. <laughs> All right, we'll work something out. Um, and a chair's been delivered as well, so that was... Uh, but that was bizarre. Like, literally, yeah. Inga arrived, and then he arrived. It's like, that couldn't yeah. have been timed better. If he had been just a little bit earlier, we'd have no. been like, mate, can you put it through the window? Yeah, <laughs> not with the delivery We would have had to leave it in the front garden, and we just have to watch for burglars. Because yeah. it is Catford. Anything, you know, you can't anything possible, outside, yeah. really. Mm. Surprised that bamboo plant's still there. <laughs> anyway... So, so we were talking about. So you said just a minute ago, you were saying you're only allowed to put one in now. Oh, sorry. Yes, I think. Why so. have they changed it? I think because um, they don't really like multiple births. Hmm. I think if if they could choose, they would just like there to be, you know, obviously embryos split. But rather than creating twins, they would prefer it if people just didn't do that. So, um, so yeah, that's why they now, I think it's a, a rule that it's one. I might have that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, we stuck two in. Yeah. And Chloe was on these um, steroids. So that meant that her body was no longer attacking the embryos. Um, and we got, she stuck two up and we got two in. So that was that. There so, we are. Uh, uh, I mean, the doctor basically went, look, I'm pretty sure if you stick two in, you'll get twins. Um, and he's turned to me and he said, do you want twins? And I said, no. And oh. he said, right, well, I'll just stick one in. And when we got to the point where we were doing it, Chloe said, I'd like to stick two in, please. And I didn't really feel like my um, <laughs> opinion was respected. So that's what happened. And we got twins. Yeah. Which now, it's now they're it. five. Yeah. I'm like, great. Um, I'm delighted and I love them both very much I and mean, it means that we didn't have to go through the whole thing well I say we I mean <laughs> I didn't do anything but Chloe doesn't have to do it all again so to be fair it was the right it was kind of probably the right decision in some ways because that's and, what so many twin mothers say it's like fucking hell for the first like three four years and then awesome because you've got a built in playmate yeah and, and they, they love goes, each other yeah I mean they fight obviously because they're siblings but they really, you know, and they miss each other when the other one's not there. And, mm. you know, it's lovely. So they, they get on and that's great. And and it takes a lot of pressure off us because they've always got a buddy with them. Mm. So, but yeah, the first three years were hellish. Oh, I like the bit you do in your show about trying to give them a biscuit and then the biscuit's broken and they don't want the biscuit. And then, oh, God. Oh, God. That's... Just that thing where you're negotiating with a three-year-old about a biscuit that's broken in two. You're like shoot me in the face and yeah. also I didn't realise it was a thing I didn't realise children didn't eat broken biscuits I was like I thought you just like biscuits don't you no do you not just like biscuits <laughs> biscuits it's broken you're like oh my god <laughs> and then because I genuinely 
I mean, obviously I joke about this in my set, but I genuinely used to try and stick the biscuit back together because I was like in a state of panic with this kid mm. and having a meltdown in a mm. public place. I was going, oh, I'm going to put the biscuit back together for my special boy. And you think, yeah. what am I doing? Like a bomb disposal expert. Like yeah. if I get this wrong, like, yeah. yeah. exactly. But it's already gone wrong because they're having an absolute meltdown. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, you don't, all the, there's loads of things I wasn't expecting. Like, but, you know, I just thought we'd all be really like we'd just do so many things with nature because we live in Sussex and we'd just go out and play in the nature. And then they didn't like leaves or grass or mud or sand or they're just like asphalt and cement. And I was like, this isn't what I was expecting. No. I thought kids like nature, you know. Yeah. And you know, you, you you go out and I kept trying to take them to the park. And I remember we were in the park one day and one of them just started literally kicked off like screaming. And I thought, oh my god, is he dead? Something's happened. He's hurt himself and he had a, a leaf on his Wellington boot and I thought I oh, got this is not it's a leaf and it, I took yeah. the leaf off and he was fine I was like oh we are this is this is done this is done now yeah let's no more park yeah, no more parks yeah so you've been doing it for five years now have you got any nuggets of parenting wisdom anything you wish you'd known at the start um well I I I think that the most important thing is is that you don't just don't assume that everyone is doing it better than you and don't assume that you're doing it wrong and don't um you know like sometimes kids don't sleep okay <laughs> all right i just i want to say that i think people need to be more honest yeah. about that i think we need to say that some kids don't sleep and mm. you can do the sleep training and you can do the whatever else and put a vacuum cleaner next to their ear roll and, you know, whisper sweet nothings into their ear and play bark or whatever. And this, those pricks don't sleep. So, and if that is you, don't kill yourself. Just like whatever mm. you need to do to get your baby, to, for you to sleep, then do that. If that means taking them into your bed, mm. if that means lying on a bed next to their cot, if that, whatever it is, just, just do that. And don't, I felt like there was so much... For me, when, when our children weren't sleeping, there was so much advice. Mm. And it's like, do you think that I haven't tried that? Yeah. Do you think I just like not sleeping? Yeah. I mean, I'm not nuts. We did the sleep training where you leave them and they cry and then you go in and then go resettle them and then you leave them. And then people would say shit like, take your baby, wait until they're not quite asleep but nearly asleep. But they're not asleep but place them when they're just not quite asleep. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? That, you know, like, what is not asleep but nearly asleep? And if I, if they're not asleep... And I put them down. They start crying. Mm. And if I put them down while they're asleep, why is that a problem? Then they wake up and they don't know where they are. I, they're, they're babies. They're goldfish. <laughs> I don't think they care. Mine would always wake up anyway. The minute you you released the fingers, that mm. that would just be that would be that. I think, it, and it's easy, obviously, to say this in, in hindsight. But I sort of vaguely remember it getting a bit easier when I sort of accepted that, like you say, they just didn't sleep because neither of my boys slept, and it was awful, really, really awful. And I think sometimes it can help if you just accept that they're not going to sleep and you're going to be fucked the next day, which is, again, very easy to say. If you don't easy have a job, to say, yeah. if you've got another child, then it's it's much harder. But, like, I would say just drink all the coffee. And I used to, my, my thing was I used to go to Sainsbury's and buy a ham knuckle at nine in the morning and eat it in the car, like, just to make myself feel Yeah, better. whatever it takes to feel so better. whatever it takes. And it's none of it's going to make you feel completely better. It's not the same as sleep. It's not as good as sleep. Of course it is. But it will... It will go away, but it's awful when people say that, isn't it? No, but think, I... Well, that's not the fucking point now, is it? Yeah, because then when people go, oh, you'll you enjoy this bit because this bit goes so oh, quickly, off. and you're like, well, what are you talking about? My day is 22 hours long. Could It couldn't go any slower if it tries. <laughs> In fact, I want this to speed up. This bit I want to be over. When they're babies, you'll miss it. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. And mm. um, 
it's hell on earth and, and, and all that trite crap that people say, you know, they'll sleep when they're six months or you wait until they're two years old, they'll sleep through the night. And it's like, sometimes these pricks don't sleep and it's okay if that is your, if you have a child who isn't sleeping, mm. it's not your fault. Yeah. Just know that it is not your fault and you're not doing anything wrong. It's them. Yeah. And okay. it's not your fault if it means that the next day you can't face putting makeup on or tidying your fucking house or going to that lunch you were supposed to go to or like or, you just have that, to look after yourself yeah. and get through it. Or that and, silly little class that we have to sing. Nobody wants to do that no. when you're tired. And if your friend goes, why don't you go to Zumba anymore? Just tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Jen Brister. You, that's it. So that's your, that's your parenting nugget. Yeah. Just tell everyone to fuck off. I just like tell it. tell everyone to fuck off. Just I'm say, look, I'm it. tired. If you want to come and see me, I live here. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, you want to bring a bottle of wine? Sure, fine. Yeah. And then when it gets to 8.30, I'll be going to bed, but you're welcome to stay. Night-night. <laughs> I may look you in my front room, but there's a fireman's bucket. It'll be You'll fine. be fine. You'll oh, be well, there we go. So your book, Jen Brister, The Other Mother, is available now. It is. It is. It's available. It's been available for a while. Please buy it's it. So, it's it excellent. is so funny. Um, and also, do you know what else is funny, Illy? What's that? Her show that's touring around the UK. I, according to my dad, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think the, your dad uh, is onto something there. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, where are you going with your show? All over the country. So my, I'm touring from... March 1st, all over, just basically anywhere that would allow me to perform. Mm. And I think I've got about 40 dates between, or 40 or 50 dates between uh, March and um, the end of May. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can catch me there. And my book is available in all good bookshops. And if the bookshop doesn't have it, it's not a good bookshop. Tell them to bloody well put it in their bookshop. Yeah, um, so what kind of bookshop are you anyway? Yeah, just you, a shop. Come on. <laughs> Why don't you have this lesbian on your shelves, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you, you homophobe. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't say that. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, but you can say that. I don't you, can get, you can get it in Brighton. You can get it in London. Yeah. Probably yeah. Manchester. Not many homophobic bookshop owners in Brighton, I would no, imagine. So no, I think, I think they're pretty quite quite pro-homo. Yeah, but you, you don't have <laughs> to come to Brighton. Yeah, they're, they're very pro-homo. You don't have to come to Brighton to buy it. You can actually just buy it online. <laughs> Uh, it's you, something called the internet. Um, <laughs> do you think, Helen, that, that Brighton is this homosexual mecca where all homosexual yes. products are available at all times? That's what that... Zoe Lyons told me in an oh, app. I absolutely <laughs> wish it was. I mean, we haven't... Our NCT group was really straight and we haven't met any gays at our kids' school, so we're like, we feel cheated, actually. That's such a shame. There needs to be more benders out there that need to come out and say, hello, we're here. Mm. Do you feel a bit special, though? Do people always invite you to things for diversity? No, not no. really. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, no. I don't really, I'm still negotiating the school run. I, don't, I haven't really, I'm not sure I'm nailing that yet, but... Oh, because um, you're still in your first year of school, is that right? Yeah, do you the have boys- any tips for that? Stay oh, away tricky. from the PTA. Time. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Oh, Chloe's oh. in. She's she's oh. she sucked it. Oh, she's a doer. She loves all that sort of stuff. Oh. Oh, having a cake sale. What I didn't realise about schools, and I know we're going off topic here because we were trying to wind this whole thing up, but just quickly. <laughs> the whole thing about schools is I didn't realise I had to give them a tenner a week for various different things that were like, oh, we're having a cake sale. Or if kids are wearing blue today, so everyone needs a pair of fiver. And, oh, there's someone donate to the such and such PTA thing and we're having an event about... It's like, it wasn't like that when we yeah. were little. What is it? Isn't the government paying for this school or am I paying for this school? No. I'm, 
Yeah. It turns out that if you go to a nice school, it's because you're surrounded by a load of middle class people who've got cash, which really winds me up. It's it is it is a constant asking for money, but you know essentials must be bought, Helen, isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> What's your school saving up for? Uh, my school is saving up for a wood fire pizza oven, so we're doing a bit of a whip around. So <laughs> Are you the- absolutely <laughs> fucking joking? In the playground, I mean, wood fire pizza oven. Why do you need a wood fire pizza? Pe- Go fuck oh. yourself. <laughs> fundraiser i don't know what's wrong with a normal pizza <laughs> do you know i do a lot of these school fundraisers and it's like well it's been really important for the kids to have they they to experience wood fire pizza really? <laughs> is it why can't they do it well, i grew up on bloody pizza and it never did me any harm oh, yeah anyway mm. but yeah i don't I, I will get sucked in i'm no doubt yeah yeah fine. there's plenty of good ones actually yeah, i fine. think they all oh. seem quite normal actually i thought yeah. they were all going to be fucking weird but they're not no, you, you get no, some it turns out you're the weird one, you know I that. Think <laughs> you know when you're like, who's normal. the weird one? It's you. It's yeah. you. It's actually you. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Now, where can people follow you on the social oh, media? Oh, on socials, on Jen Brister, Twitter, Jen Brister Comedy, on Instagram, because somebody took my account, put my photograph up there, it isn't me. Um, so I have to add comedy at the end, which actually makes me sound like I don't know what comedy is. Anyway, <laughs> um, and also on, on uh, Jen Brister on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page thing. Mm. I do I do put stuff up on that like occasionally but I mean God I mean we're all busy aren't we yeah we're all busy lives but, but do buy see. the book it's, it's funny do the, buy the book and um, do make you, you feel the, better as a parent do you sell the book at your shows I will be sell, selling the books when I'm on tour yeah yeah, yeah. so why not do that like go a to the, hound mm, go yeah. to the go, go get the book and then go to the show it's excellent and I'll sign it for you and that you'll like that won't you we love I feel people. like we're giving people a long to-do list, guys. Just, just, <laughs> just let it go. Just, yeah, just put a list. Like just it. start following See how you feel, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Google it. Okay. All right, nice. Now, Thanks. should we end with the Scummy Mummy confession, Ellie? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot that bit. We've only done 168 episodes, and I forgot that we always finish with the Scummy Mummy confession. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let me think. Go on, we got, we got one? I've got one. I've, so, as I've mentioned on the previous podcast... I flew to Australia at Christmas time. Wow, lush. Oh, no, no, no. not lush. Fires. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. I, none of my... All my family are okay. So, I mean, that's what's important. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so um, I did a 24-hour flight with my two children and my uh, very nice husband. And anyway, so my daughter had decided that she was going to be sick on mm. the 24-hour flight. She'd said, ah... Oh, Pain food makes me sick, mummy. I'm going to be sick when the food comes out. And I was like, don't, don't. Wow. It's like the secret, right? She, she, what's the word? She manifested. manifested. Anyway, so we leave London, 9.30 at night. About an hour into the flight, the food comes. Oh, God. Daughter's on the window seat. Son in the middle seat. Me on the aisle. My husband, of course, not with the children, on the other All side. Right. Head back, mouth open, in a deep sleep. The woman comes and I signal at her, the international signal, wave, 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 don't put the food down. She doesn't quite understand what I'm trying to tell her through my so hands. She's very enthusiastic Yay, about food. I'm like, So she goes, what? Puts the food down in front of my son on the tray. Matilda was like, no, no, no. And so she puts her hand over. I'm like, don't you spew, don't you spew. She goes, uh, 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 and then vomits on her brother's food tray. Oh. <laughs> Sure. So splash, splash, splash. Sure, sure, sure. All right, he goes, oh my God, that's so gross. He spews <gasps> on her spew. Oh, no, Helen, <laughs> stop. And, like, and we had, like, they had iPads and earphones, like, all the cords, oh, right? God. Everything was sticky and spewy. Oh, God. Hugo was in a 
um, very heavy fleece um, Pikachu onesie. That, 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 I mean, that was lovely. Uh, and then by this stage, my husband's asleep and I just turn to him and go, well, well, and the whole plane turns around. He's like, whoa, what's going on? And we're just like, we're all oh, like covered in vom. Spew monsters. Oh. Uh, and then like, and the poor air hostesses are going, what, what's going on? And I was like, bags, I need bags. And we just all took our clothes off and put them in bags, big spew bags. And oh, uh, then she spewed every hour on the hour for oh. the next 24 hours. Oh. And that was our drift. After, after like hour 20, surely there was nothing left. No, she was just going, huh, huh, <laughs> like spew air and a little bit of bile. And then oh. and all these people kept going, can I give you some anti-nausea drugs? I was like, no, no. Yeah, well, so you're anyway. spew anyway, do it there. Yeah, so that, I, I just want to um, say thank you to the staff at Etihad Airways because they were very nice and they gave us a lot of hot towels oh. and a lot of bags. But yeah, the spew on spew, I think, was a personal yeah, that's scummy a, highlight. I mean, that, 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 sure. that will that will enter family legend from now on. That's next level. And also, I've still got the vis- the visual of all of those cables being entangled in VOM. Yeah, no, it's all just sticky and oh, like yeah. a spider web of oh. grot. Anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. it's cradle of vomit. Mm. Lush. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it's tough to top that. I'm not saying you have to top that. Have you got a scummy mummy confession? To share, Jen? well, I mean, I I don't really. I mean, I well, I do. I mean, I've got loads of things, but you, I, I'm just thinking. Um, I can't, I can't even, I can't compete with that. But we went to a mate's 40th birthday last week. Was it last week? Or the week before, and I hadn't really been out because I'd been working. So obviously, I'm out late. But I'm working, so I'm not out. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing anything. And for the for the 40th, Chloe had got um, my mum to babysit. And we were going to go out and she was like, let's, you know, let's go out, out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's go out, out. We're going to go out, 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 out. She was like, yeah, we're going to go out, out. So we went out. <laughs> well, how, how out are you going? <laughs> well, four days in Amsterdam. What are we talking about? Well, I mean, not far off. I mean, we were like drinking like, like we didn't have children. Yeah. Um, and we got absolutely totaled. And I haven't been drunk like that for a very, very long time. We stayed out. We ended up in Revenge in Brighton. Which is oh god, it was. Is that on the seafront? Mm, yeah, pretty. yeah, on that corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we were there. <laughs> Live, hashtag living our best lives until four thirty in the morning. Right? I don't know what the fuck we thought we were doing. My mum was babysitting, and she said, "I will get up in the morning, and you know, so you guys can have a couple of hours extra sleep." Anyway, my mum did not get up in the morning. Oh no, she. We could not wake her. And my children woke up at six. Oh, my God. So we arrived home, and it was my turn to get up with the kids, oh, as no. Chloe made very clear to me. So I arrived home. Your turn. About five o'clock in the morning. Uh, literally, I felt like I shut my eyes before I had two five-year-olds sitting on my chest. Oh. Can we go downstairs now? Can we go downstairs? And I had to go downstairs with my two five-year-old children drunk <laughs> drunk actually still drunk mm. and I have never felt more actual just consumed with self-loathing than having two innocent little faces going mama do you want to play lego and me just breathing like sambuca <laughs> and flicking oh. vodka at them like yeah kids let's play yeah <laughs> so grim such a grimbo and literally then that was it it was it was, uh, should we watch another movie? Yay. I literally couldn't get off the sofa all day. And we no. and we literally just watched shit on telly. That's terrible, isn't it? It's, huh. it's, we've all done it. I did it, not this New Year's Eve, but 
previous New Year's Eve, we went for it. My mum off to babysit again, stay over. Lovely, thank you very much. So we went for a quiet dinner with some friends. Yeah. No, not, oh, quite, not quite. Oh. The friends didn't have uh, any. It was three gay blokes. They didn't have any children. Not not a quiet dinner. Um, and we got home at 6am, at which point my mum had got up with the kids already. Oh, no. <laughs> so you walk in so and the kids are in. already up. My mum did this thing where she goes, have you got the hangover? <laughs> and I said... Um, yeah, I've got a hangover, Mum. She went, I've never had a hangover. I never felt the need to get that drunk. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks for that, Mum. Um, that's helped a lot. Thank you for that. So you've slept through um, and then you've woken up and given me quite a harsh judgment there <laughs> my life choices. Will she be well, doing it again soon, do you think? What, sleeping through? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I say, this was New Year's Eve before last. So this New Year's Eve, uh, we stayed in. We let the eight-year-old stay up to watch. We said, oh, we'll watch a film. That'll be nice. And, we'll, you know, you can you can choose the film. He chose the second Johnny English movie. So that oh, was a fucking treat. Awful, oh, awful. God. Uh, I hate Rowan Atkinson. You know what? It was not as bad as I thought. But, you uh, hate Rowan Atkinson? Yeah. Oh. I find him really smug and annoying. Mm. Yeah. Is that... Is that more recently because of his young wife yeah yeah okay no. fair enough carry on uh, yeah so then we stay and then and then but of course we told charlie he could stay up for the first time ever till midnight to watch the fireworks but by fuck, half 10 we were just ready to die and he was just like no come on fireworks and we were like okay okay <laughs> so because yeah. obviously you were watching jules holland hogmany <laughs> which is recorded in October. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's going, yay! No, do you know we watched Craig David? Did, Did you, you know I'm a big Craig David Massive fan? Craig. Oh, he was on BBC yeah, doing the, the fireworks. BBC doing his, yeah. his Bo He saved Bo Selector till after oh. um, midnight. So it was the first song I heard of 2020. And I oh. thought, that shows how far we've what, come, doesn't what it? What a great start. What a great decade it was. Great decade. Robbie Robbie Williams did it the year before. Oh, with, uh, with the hand sanitizer. That was so good. And he didn't want to touch the public. Anyway, what a way to end the podcast. Uh, Craig, wow. D- Craig David's a people's hero. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he loves being called that. I expect. Put on a t-shirt, Elliot, yeah. Yeah. to his house. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. That's that's the end. Uh, mm. Yes, we're at Scummy Mummies. You can buy tickets and check the dates for our live show, um, which, as we've established, is not as good as Jen's. Oh, um, please. If you go to Scummy Mummies, according to my dad, uh, if you go to scummymummies.com. Yeah, and we've uh, got about 26 shows in the same time you're doing 40. You're doing your show the day... I mean, well, here's a double whammy. Go see the Scummy Mummies in Brighton on the 1st of April and then come and see me on the 2nd of April. Oh, why not? We could leave a little love note in lipstick on the... On the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go and see yours on the... Fir- is it yours first? Yours on the first? No, no, no yours, on the yours on the first. Go see yours on the first. Go to Revenge in Brighton. Get just, absolutely off your tip. Just go straight through. Turn up ha- 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 completely hungover. Hang mm. Yeah, turn up at Jen's off your Absolutely off your Heckler. Yeah. yeah. To prep, prep something homophobic. I don't know. It's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Do what you like. <laughs> Surprise me. <laughs> Either way. Yes. Perhaps we you're bitter have... about the failure of your bookshop. I don't uh. know. It's up to you. Um, anyway. <laughs> we, we must end this, we Ellen. Must end it. <laughs> this is the longest ending of anything. <laughs> it's just it never starts and then it takes four hours to end. Um, oh, yeah. Please uh, please sponsor us for the marathon. We're getting there, but it's, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I completely forgot that you were doing that. I'll sponsor you. I'll sponsor yeah. you now. How do I do it? Online. Um, just give me £10. I'll definitely put it in the jar. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm running for Born, which is a premature babies research charity. The premature babies don't do the research, so that would be too hard. It's they're researching. They've got enough on their plate, they're premature. They've got, yeah. They've got quite a lot to do. Uh, yes. They can't even hold a pen. For... Useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was actually quite advanced. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, and you're running for Women's Aid. I'm running. I, I, I'm running. I'm running. Are you running? I'm running. I'm running for Women's Aid. Rimming Aid? You're running for Rimming Aid? Yes. <laughs> we need to have a Rimming Awareness Day. Um, yeah. Guys, I'm just feeling this has got really homophobic. <laughs> We're a massive homophobe. Listen, straight, straight oh, people, dear. Rim, don't be so homonormative. That's very true. There's loads of women that like, like it. There's loads of women that like to lick their husbands' hairy assholes. Hang on, wait a minute, Jen Brister. You, you've done rimming? You no, I said. did, yes. Were you the rimmer or the rimming? Oh, no, I licked his bottom and I didn't like it. Did he ask? Did he shave it? it? No. Was it hairy? Oh, no, yes, he did. I think he did. And you'd had that. a wash, though, eh? Yeah. You don't want to get anything in your teeth. But did he, did he ask you, will you, will you bring ask my bottom? me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did he? No, we all just got all, you know, licky. Wow. Well, no, I've, had quite, I've, I've had quite a lot of sex. Never, I've never thought in the throes, oh, do you know what would be nice if I licked oh, their asshole? I was just licking around the areas. And then, <laughs> and then I, but I, wouldn't, I didn't like it. It was not, not my well, thing. Well, I mean, I could have told you. I mean, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, you won't like it. I'll be the judge of that. No, you're right. It's absolutely horrific. <laughs> I've got something in my teeth. So that's we had a nugget of wisdom earlier from Jen. We've now had another one. Don't don't lick a hairy man's arsehole. That's no, right. no, no, don't. don't. There's, there's no better, need. There's better things to put in your mouth. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> I feel like we've probably covered everything. I don't think there's anything else that we can. Uh, add to that oh thank you so much for listening hope you've enjoyed it <laughs> I mean if you have fuck me seriously get iPlayer or something <laughs> something else to do uh, Amazon Prime yeah the new Picard's out get onto that yeah oh God. Jesus alright <laughs> are you alright Jen yeah I'm so right. glad you Sorry. came all I this way <laughs> until next time bye bye Guys, that was quite the podcast. <laughs> I don't think I've done an as uneventful podcast as oh. that ever. Wait a minute, have I locked the door again? <laughs>
Add to that. Wait a minute, have I locked the door again? <laughs> no! no it's all right, it's fine. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere, And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.